Hello, everybody. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Guantanamo Bay's podcast, A, a Cuban, Cuban Cousin, Cousin Kiki. Kiki. I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Gozo. And we are here reporting to you live for the first time in Guantanamo Bay's podcast history. Needles around the world. From the Deaf Needles Comedy Club, we just want to say special thanks to Deaf Noodles, his awesome girlfriend, Raven, for putting this together uh, for us. It's a great space. It's a new club in L.A. We're going to be doing some shows here uh, late this month and hopefully regularly. So I just want to shout them out for their awesome studio space and really going to help I, us. I mean this in the best way possible. This looks like a like mid-2000s real-world set. <laughs> like Brian's sitting in like a Spice Girls-esque like orange like wobbly mm-hmm. chair. Yeah. And I'm in a, on a green velvet sofa. Yeah, sort of like... Uh, I mean this in the best way, but like a poor man's Eames chair, you know, those totally. Eames chairs. Yeah. It's got really good back support. Poor man's Eames chair is, is a rich man's, is a rich anything, man's else. anything. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Like I think an Eames chair is like thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars. They're yeah. collector's items. They really are. So furniture aside, uh, really looking forward to just upping the game here. And we are just really appreciative of Def Noodles for kind of providing us that space to do it. So thank you guys. And shout out to Dennis, our, our uh, producer. Def himself. Yeah, yeah. Def himself. Stepping in. Uh, I didn't realize that, Dennis. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> He's a big deal. Dennis is a big deal. And, uh, and you think I could look like Dennis if I pump a little more iron and grow several we're inches? Because do- <laughs> yeah. we're doppelgangers, Dennis. I don't mean to scare you. <laughs> you have like, deep set eyes, bushy eyebrows. We could be brothers. He's shaking his head uh, <laughs> in disgust. Yeah, he wants nothing to do with this. He's <laughs> like, "Fuck!" Just let me produce, guys. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. The less I'm in this, the better. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, thanks a lot. And Julian, you know, I think you can do whatever you want. You can look however you want. Um, if you I could look like anyone yeah I want yeah totally with we're all Barbies at the end of the day we are all different kinds of Barbies we're all just smooth down there Um, speak for yourself (laughs) are you (laughs) I mean let's I mean do we just like get the inevitable Barbieheimer thing out of the way Um, just to address it well (laughs) yeah Okay. <laughs> we have to, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's what everyone's talking about. I'm I mean, seeing Barbie on Thursday at 8 p.m. Okay. I'm seeing Oppenheimer on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that order is not a coincidence. I'm much more excited about Barbie. There's been just such a massive debate on what order to see it in, but I feel like what's kind of gotten the most recognition is seeing Oppenheimer first. with kind of like a grungy, rainy, like black coffee brunch kind of like <laughs> into an Oppenheimer matinee to then do mm-hmm. Barbie and then margaritas and dancing afterwards oh wow brian yeah that's amazing i think that's kind of consensus what you're supposed to do but i love you going against the grain yeah and also it's oppenheimer's three hours yeah like movie isn't three hours at this point i know we're about to see mission impossible after this it's three fucking hours yeah mission impossible to it although it's such a big team of people involved in it that i'm sure 20 of those minutes are credits sure sure but it's gonna be a long movie yeah i'm kind of ready they're really milking it We'll talk about that later. I'm sure it'll come up in the gay item of the week. Uh, do we just go ahead and get into news from the motherland? Let's. All right. News from the motherland. We are the Guantanamo Bays. Our mothers are from Cuba. We like to report on what happens in the island nation of Cuba. You have a story that you wanted to bring up. I have a couple. Okay. You want to go first? Mine's fluffier than yours. I could already tell you. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Like, <laughs> right. We don't get a lot of fluffy news. It's always like sad and. Uh, yeah. And like related to Russia. Totally. Which like lately yawn. Yeah. Been there. Done that. <laughs> um, but there's the, so the new North American tour of funny girl is about to start. Uh huh. And a lot of people were up in arms because um, the the girl that booked Fanny Bryce, her name's Katarina McCrimmon, is not Jewish, but she is Cuban. 
Uh-huh. Not Jewish, not Juban, but Cuban. Yeah, right. Um, there's plenty of overlap between Cuban culture and Jewish culture. Um, so I don't know. And I mean, a lot of Ashkenazi Jews made their way like into Cuba, um, you know, like just through the migration of the 20th century. I don't know what her ancestry is. I'm Sephardic Jewish way back. Yeah. I told I'm, you that. And I'm Ashkenazi. Oh, that's true. More recently than yeah, I was more, Sephardic. You could go back. You win. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just say that it's not really relevant, but she's not Jewish. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just like, what's the backlash look like? Um, it's kind of amazing that they ran out of Jewish people to play that role. <laughs> I'm like, there's plenty of Jews who would be auditioning for. Right. And didn't funny. Leah Michelle just rap? I mean, she's like three. She's the equivalent of three Jewish girls. Yes, she is three Jewish girls. She's like a transformer of Jewish women. <laughs> she just <laughs> she could take on different forms, like yeah. turn into a, an old Jewish grandmother. She could turn into a booby, you know. She contains multitudes. That's why she's Leah Michelle. Yeah. That's why she was on the on the Broadway revival of it after replacing Beanie Feldstein, yeah. who face planted yeah. in that role. Yeah, so, so this is a national tour. This isn't Broadway, of course. Yeah, so this isn't really a face plant. It's more of a face plantain. <laughs> you did. Get it? Because she's Cuban-American, Brian. Yeah, I hate how much I liked that. Uh, so episode title, episode title, episode title. What do you make? Okay, you've manifested it. That's the title of the episode, okay? We'll er, see. This early on, we already got it. But what, I guess what are your thoughts? I don't know what to make of that, just because when it comes to, like, Racial, colorblind casting. I don't know. I've, I feel like I mean, they've cast me as straight guys. <laughs> I've played sheriffs, Brian, in small towns that have never been to a gay club or a glory hole ever in their lives. They were really scraping the bottom of the barrel in the <laughs> casting room if, they, if you were the guy. It was a, a short film, a student film, I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. Which apparently you could still do those amidst the strike. Did you know that? I guess. Yeah, it's not new. But my friend was like, no, you shouldn't audition for this short film audition that I was asked to do. And I was like, well, why not? And she's like, because you're still standing in solidarity with the union. You also can't promote anything that you worked on. And I was in a film is it, is, that I wanted to talk about because it won an award at a festival, but I can't fucking talk about it. I, you just have to say you stand in solidarity. That's so, but I feel like it would make more sense to encourage people to do non-union stuff. Isn't that kind of the incentive to well, show that we can still make art? With if them? you're caught, though... Goodbye. Oh, union oh yeah. No, and you are you are equity. You yeah. are yeah. Well, SAG. You are union. Yeah. yeah. I guess equity is different. That's like for stage actors. No, you're right. Like you're our right. Guantanamo Bay Katharina McKinnon. Yeah, I was kind of she's uh, equity overlapping uh, unions there, but yeah, you see, I'm. This is why I just remain eligible, so I could just float in the cosmos and not really smart guy. But they're also discouraging people from doing non-union work. Yeah, no. And just shutting it all down, which I understand. It's well, so scary, though, Brian. And, like, I, I understand the urgency, but, like, I don't see a way through. But I was talking to someone in development. They were like, ah, fall. I was like, really? By fall? I don't know. I mean, how long did the last writer strike last? Quite a while. Quite a while. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know. And Replacing this is a background with AI and shit, like, that is so... Dystopian. That and, like, I feel like they really want to do that because of, like, the amount of money they'd save. That they're like, just hold out a little longer, boys, because, like, this would be the win of the century. No, if the goal is just nothing but profit and corporate greed, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But it does destroy an entire middle class of... Of America. which I was a part of, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lower middle class. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it does destroy a whole, like, socioeconomic sector of... Los Angeles, for starters. Yeah, and just entertainment industry as a whole. I mean, think about how, like, hotels make money off, like, using them 
as a filming location, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Just little things like that that would like slowly chip away at the local economy. I think the, the famous example that's kind of used as what are we fighting for is that, you know, you could scan a background artist's face, use that in perpetuity and never pay extras again. I know that's you know, insane. You could literally never pay extras again after like one film. <laughs> you, you shoot one film that has a ton of extras. You could use those extras in the next Lord of the Rings. You know, you could use that in the next super bad Mid-Journey movie. Mid-Journey was popping off. Like, of course, this is the next frontier for all of this. We, we had a whole episode about it. Yeah, we kind of graduated from like still photography to now like movies, television. But the technology has always been there. They were fluffing us with Mid-Journey. Now they're fucking us with the tools that they already had that they knew they were going to fuck us with in the first place. Right. This isn't an accident in how it's been rolled out. Shit. This is what we talked about. Like, we literally had a whole episode about this right. end of last year when we were just like, what are the AI implications? <laughs> Less than six months later, here we motherfucking we're, are. I'm fighting to still live in LA, man. Yeah. Shit. So that's how we go from... A non-Jewish woman playing. <laughs> I know, the lead but I also felt girl. like we needed to shoehorn talk of the strike because it's, you know, we've covered a lot of ground in seven minutes. From, we definitely from have. Barbie Heimer to it's the studio, new studio, new energy, <laughs> new deaf. All right, new dealer. Yeah, new dealer, new drugs. Um, I'm drinking wine out of a thermos. Do you want to hear my news from the motherland? <laughs> yeah, I bet yours is like newsier than mine. Uh, which is unfortunately, just like which news. is like kind of gossip. It's just like internet <laughs> news. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, what's the response? Is she okay? Is she being bullied? Well, she's still part of the cast, Mm -hmm. so, you know, despite everyone's protestations. And you asked me how I felt about it. Yeah, like, I think anyone should play anything. I mean, obviously, I find blackface, like, grotesquely offensive. Just because it's so, like, intensely, like... Not all cross-racial casting is created equal. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I'd love to play, you know, Hachmid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, as far as, like... (laughs) Cuban news, like newsier news. Um, Newsy is also a musical, but um, newsier news out of Cuba. You know, we have good weeks with Cuba and U.S. relations, and we have bad weeks. It's been trending more bad the last couple weeks. This was a bad week for for us and Cuba. Um, so two years ago, there was uh, the largest protest that happened in Cuba since the 90s. I know they were like anti-government, anti-com, uh, due to how the Cuban government responded to COVID-19. It was the largest uh, protest of the Cuban government in years. Did they do a, like a lockdown? This situation? was two years ago, and 700 prisoners um, are still detained from that protest two years ago. Some of them facing like 25 year wow. sentences. How? Yeah. But how intense was the shutdown apparatus like in Cuba? Like their COVID response? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what their um, shelter in place mandates were, but it was like. You know, kind of all the lack, lack of like infrastructure to properly respond to it, which is ironic because Cuba also did provide some international um, medical aid hmm, during cool. COVID. But uh, domestically, as many countries, they just didn't know how to keep it together. And well, I'm sure they keep their borders pretty tight and it's an island. <laughs> so it kind of like New Zealand. Everyone's like, wow, success story of the, of the yeah, year. It's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy, you know. If, right. So, so yeah, there, there were massive protests, as there were all over the world in terms of their government's response. I feel like during COVID, there was, like, a grass is always greener sense. So, like, we're looking at New Zealand, like, oh, look at them being all safe. They're looking at us being like, oh, look at them being able to walk out and stuff like that. Um, so, so I think everyone hated how their government responded to COVID. Yeah. I don't think anyone liked it. So there were massive protests two years ago. 700 people still detained. On the two-year anniversary, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, is you know, shaking his fist, saying, release those dang old prisoners, Cuba. And that's just kind of like something that happened. At the same time, um, China and their uh, 
military base or like a, a training facility, like kind of like a spy base that they're building in Cuba is like kind of Cuban Missile Crisis 2.0 that's happening. Okay. And uh, and the U.S., I think, like patrolled a sub out to the coast of Cuba and Cuba's all like, this is an escalation. So there's like just a lot of escalatory things. Happening. Yeah, that kind of answers my question of like, why why would the U.S. even think that Cuba would respond you know, if we're like, hey, release those guys. Cuba's like, well, fuck you. Like, why would we do <laughs> yeah, anything like, you would tell us to do? It was it was quite the week of just, like, giving each other the finger, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, why why would the why would uh, Homeland Security even, like, fuck with that? I guess that falls under their just purview. Just to posture. Whatever, whatever the department is. I think just to posture, just to show that we believe in freedom of speech. And to prove it, I'm going to say shame on you for still right. having these people in prison. Anthony Blinken. He, that, that fucking I picture, hawk of hawks. He's a he's a he's like scary at how good he is. I, I picture the cover of Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. Like instead <laughs> of a human face, like it's just like a suit, and then the actual face is Blink. And his dad was like Secretary of State or like Defense Secretary oh, really? for the Clintons. It nepo baby. <laughs> he is a literal nepo little DC bitch ass nepo baby. What kind of nepo baby would he be? Like, like out of all the type of Nepo babies out there, you have your. Well, D- DC bitch has Nepo baby, right? I guess so. I think. Yeah. He's just like a Hunter Biden that has a shit together more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Does Anthony Blinken look like Hunter Biden? I'm picturing like a very nebbish man with white hair and glasses. Um, a striped I'd, blue tie. I'd say they don't look dissimilar and that they just look like DC elites. Okay. <laughs> like, you know. Because um, Hunter's a fox. <laughs> I, I don't think Anthony is a bad looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we pull him up? <laughs> Let's use this TV screen that yeah. we have set up. Can you pull up Anthony Blinken? Anthony Blinken. Dennis. Yeah. So, and then while well, Julian whips his cock out. <laughs> <laughs> That's no Hunter Biden. <laughs> not in the least. It's Brian, not. It's not Hunter smoking crack. It's you. <laughs> that looks. <laughs> Nothing like Hunter Biden. I didn't say it looked like him. I said it looked like they kind of came from the same cloth. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, they both have like floppy hair. But but I also said like a more cleaned up version, right? Hunter's like got the the five o'clock shadow. Hunter looks like Bradley Cooper. His I mean, hair's the man, on the show. <laughs> the man Bradley, is. He looks like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> he, he's he's, he's a fox, man. Hunter's a fox. That's kind of hilarious. I didn't know that anyone found him attractive. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's I just, just that I like the crazed, cracked out look in this pretty, <laughs> pretty blue eyes. He is. Um, he just. He looks strung out. Some people like us like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what of it? <laughs> don't kink shame me. <laughs> uh, that's news from the motherland. Um, here's here's what I propose. What does the U.S. have to lose by just giving Cuba like no strings attached aid and just being like. You know what, guys? I know we've had our differences, but because I think the medical part of the embargo is the most ethically gross. So, yeah, you know, if you could at least give Cuba medical infrastructure, like it's it would not cost the U.S. nearly as much compared to what we already spend a fuck ton of money on. Well, we kind of talked with Jordan about the vastness of the military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somehow them aiding Cuba would then go against the interests of the military industrial complex. Especially if we're like, you know, tied up with Ukraine right now and like trying to, I don't know, trying to like. But I, I think the U.S. is already Russia. like dunking so hard on Russia. I know. Kind of like uh, 
And kind of like, I never thought I'd feel bad for Russia, but I'm just like, damn, y'all are really caught with your dick in your hands. So, I thought you were going to say Duncan on Cuba. That's why I said I know all empathetically. Oh, it's But okay. once you said Russia, I was like, I know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> get him. Get him, Vlad. Even though I see like fuck Putin bumper stickers and I'm like, give it a, give it a rest. Yeah, who, who are you trying to it's impress? It's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we're in LA. You really put that on your Subaru? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's that. Like, So I, I just feel like, you know, you're already kind of, you know, calling the shots in Ukraine and, and in Taiwan in a lot of cases. Like, what do you have to lose by, even if it's, like, technically going against, not necessarily security interests, but, um, you know, if you just give Cuba no-strings-attached aid, uh, especially medical aid. Um, when have we ever done that, Brian? What, Unless they're, like, a NATO ally not, or something. Not since. Well, I mean, African countries are NATO allies, but we've given plenty of aid to Africa. Because, yeah, but I'm sure there's a lot to that. That's of course, like there have been strings attached to that. Of course, yeah. yeah. I'm saying that, uh, and like so, fucked up medical trials and stuff. Haiti's not a medic. I'm not a NATO ally. We've given aid to Haiti. I mean, we've, yeah. we've given aid to non-NATO without countries. condition. I don't think we've ever given. That's my hot take of the day. I don't think we've ever given a country. I don't think there's such aid. a thing as aid without condition. And, okay. and even if we give them go no, off. Well, even if we gave them no strings attached aid, there's st there's still like the kind of tacit understanding of, well, you know, we did such a nice thing for you. Maybe you don't host. Uh, you know, hostile facilities like off the coast and stuff like I understand Cuba's reasons for wanting to do that. But if we could take it upon ourselves to be more open, then that hopefully will supersede what are these like kind of defense and military interests. Right. For a second, I was like, lift the embargo on cigars. But then I think they that's already lifted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I could get a Cohiba like yeah. here in L.A. I don't know about here in L.A. I don't know. There might be some. But I, I think the cigar. Uh, trade is legal from Cuba to the U.S. No now. fucking way. Yeah. I think we just go to a lot of weddings, <laughs> a lot of Cuban weddings, Brian, where <laughs> Gonzalo's like, radar. hey. No, at one point it was, it was decriminalized, Cuban cigars. Cool. We'll check the facts. Um, so that's news from the motherland. That was good, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> New studio energy. I sometimes like not knowing the news story ahead of time. Yeah. Because then I just kind of, I, I just jazz. You feel jazz no, all over it. You feel, <laughs> you feel no pressure to like have to contribute anything. Pretty much. Yeah, and also I like to be like the voice or the ears, if you will, of the audience by being like, but what does that mean, dad? You know, like <laughs> Wilson <laughs> in embargo is yeah. criminal. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, okay. We have a few other sections we want to cover. Mm -hmm. Do we want to do world according to Jules, <gasps> boogie, boogie, bum, bum, mm. or gay item of the week? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do bogey. Oh, sorry, I, I hope that didn't that didn't your wine filled hydro flask. It bumped the mic. Don't you dare spill it on that Spice Girls chair, Brian. I hope people. Do. I never would. <laughs> I just hope that people don't hear that. It, it bothers them. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So our next segment is called Bogey Bogey Bum Bum, or as we like to say, Bogey Bogey Bum Bum. This is the segment where I read Brian different headlines throughout the week, and he thinks of a song that the headline reminds him of. Mm -hmm. So this week's Bogey Bogey Bomb Bomb headline, Tom Holland hates Hollywood. <laughs> I saw that headline without knowing the The video is pretty funny. I'm actually going to play it. Uh, I'm going to put it right here. Let's see. I really do not like Hollywood. It is not for me. The, the business really scares me. I understand that I'm a part of that business and I enjoy my kind of interactions with it. But that said... I am always looking for ways to kind of remove myself from it to kind of just live as normal a life as possible. Today, doing... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. That's cool. It's the most British take on being an actor. It's the most... Brit because 
if you're from the UK, you find out you carve out a successful career for yourself in Hollywood. You know, first of all, who hasn't from the UK, right? Good for you. But they're taking our jobs. Goddamn. <laughs> I didn't fight a goddamn war <laughs> to not have a queen just for them to come over here and to colonize us again with the Hollywood. So, because um, you know how rednecks are really defensive about Hollywood. <laughs> they always wanted to be on Downton Abbey. <laughs> we're so pissed. They weren't. No, but it's this is why um, all the Harry Potter kids didn't end up drugged out and suicidal. Oh. Is because you just have such a healthier social climate and just your needs, your needs are more met um, coming from there. And I, I think they also kind of don't incentivize criminal behavior of like stage parents in the way that we do. So yeah, of course you just have a lot more level headed actors coming. This is like kind of the prototype of like Florence Pugh. When we talked about the infamous, don't worry, darling. Premiere, Press tour, yeah. She wiped her hands clean of it. And I feel like, Tom Holland is like kind of embodying, like kind of verbalizing Florence Pugh's like reaction to to her own experience with it. But I feel like the what you're saying also is like it's incredible privilege they have that we don't have. Because I'd love to not have to fucking live here year round for maybe an under five. Yeah, I think Australian and British actors have the best fucking jobs in the world. Yeah, musicians too. Troy Sivan and Lord, they just like. You know, saunter back off to the to the sunny beaches in December of Australia. Oasis. Oasis. Wonderwall. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about the band. But yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was like, I don't know. A Wonderwall in Australia. I wonder what. Yeah, that- I can't even knock them for it. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm just like happy for them that. And I, I just wish more people, more American actors in general, like. They'll make that same complaint, but they will sound a lot more whiny doing it. And also, yeah, they call a press conference to do it. And a lot less, and a lot less sincere. That's what I was going to say. Like, I feel, I hear him saying that. I'm like, this poor guy, he's definitely going through stuff. And then if I hear that same kind of verse, like, oh my God, I just have to be more mindful of like my personal health. And and like, uh, I'm going to record myself doing yoga to show you how I'm unplugging and stuff like that is just disingenuous um i have a collection of yoga mats coming out guys please be sure to like subscribe and follow exactly yeah to really align myself um, (laughs) with my priorities my mental health i'm selling my yoga mats yeah but i couldn't help it i mean i'm sure he's a lovely guy but i was also irritated being like cool tom cool tommy (laughs) tom am i gonna pretend like that part of me doesn't exist or i'm just like oh shove it (laughs) spider-man that's been my dream role spider-man was always my dream really oh the number one like the number one we'll get you in there Thanks, but now now it'd have to be like the multiverse old Spider Man. <laughs> it was like the Beast Spider. Well, no, you could be part of the Across the Spider Verse universe. And I'll do a voice. Yeah, I'll do whatever voice <laughs> you want me to. Do. He will cross the picket line. <laughs> I'll be Spider Man's. I don't know. I'll 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 do anything. Okay. Yeah. I was like, be Spider Man's what, Brian? <laughs> I was gonna say something <laughs> that I probably just don't want to say into a microphone. So I'm like, we'll just move along. He'll get caught in his web. Yeah. If you're not careful what you ask for. So what's the song that... It's made of jizz. What does that make me think of? <laughs> I forgot this was Boogie Boogie Bum Bum. Okay, so I'm a British actor. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm a British actor. <laughs> I'm so, so sad. <laughs> and I just want to eat tea and crumpets. Um, okay. What does this make me All right. Think? That fired off a few things for me when you said tea and crumpets. Yeah. Um, okay, but, but what is also like, I just want to be normal. You know what? The, all right. This don't is overthink kinda, it. Yeah, don't yeah, think twice. Um, what is this song? I don't want to be lonely no more. I don't want to have to pay for this. I don't want to know. 
Is that Rob Thomas? Oh, totally. It's totally Rob Thomas. I was like, I don't know, Brian. I don't know Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I should, though. Yeah, um, I can't think of the name of the song. I had... Um, we could fix that in post. <laughs> this is post. I don't know if we oh, have yeah, much because we're live. Oops. No, it's okay. What, what's your song? And, and, I think I everyone song. knows what that is. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm sorry. I have my song. I know exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> if you could trim this, <laughs> no worries. If It's not. live, Brian. <laughs> Shut up. What is this, a brisk? He can't trim it live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it's so dumb. But With it's a brisk, you can maybe even trim it dead. Oh. What if God was one? Oh, that's hilarious. Man, she doesn't say shit for the first 30 seconds, but you know the song. <laughs> what if God was... And I, my only thought is because it's such a Hollywood titan who just wants to be one of us. Aw. You know. Just a, just, yeah. just a, just a plebeian. One of us. Um, okay, my song, because I'm thinking of him going to England. This is what would play. <laughs> the Harry Potter theme song. Not quite. Hold on. Tell me you remember this. Who is this? Daughtry? <laughs> it is Daughtry. Really? I don't even know who the fuck Daughtry is or what he sounds like, but I just... I, I once cried this. to that song on a plane going home. That's crazy. <laughs> that was like two years ago. Wow. Like way too recently. Not long. Yeah. <laughs> Not long. It was, you were going through some COVID shit, I think. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. what it was. Um, so that concludes our segment. Bogey, bogey, bum, bum. Do we end it with a... Bogey, 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 bum, bum. Yes, we do. God, that's satisfying. It is. When we nail it, it just... I can't it. see Dennis's face, but he's smiling. I don't think he is. Should have called... Yeah. <laughs> he got the thumbs up. He got a up. solid thumbs up. All right, all a right. Very firm thumbs up. He, like, instantly refunds my deposit <laughs> for all of the episodes that I prepaid for. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's like, actually, I'm, I'm keeping the deposit. You are not getting those spots, though. All right. So we might as well move this along to the world according to Jules. That's the world I want to live in. Because this is where I, I just, I read a headline to Julian. I love that little brain of his because it is so erratic. And My little, I'm, little brain. Little brain. And I'm going to read him this dang old headline. He's going to give me his unfiltered response. He gets at least 30 seconds uninterrupted. I don't want I want total stream of consciousness coming out of that little mouth of yours. And uh, I have two stories this for mouth? you. <laughs> this this your, mouth your front need. mouth. Your front mouth, not your back mouth. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Fine. I have two headlines for you today. Do you uh -huh. accept this mission? I do. Okay. Appropriate because we're seeing Mission Impossible later. So relevant, because it's pertaining to the strike. And we talked about it. <laughs> Striking writers, actors peeved at Hollywood Studios' spite stunt, pruning trees on a sweltering L.A. day. Universal cut down trees that were providing shade to protesters in what I view as a pretty dick move. Your thoughts? I saw you post this on Instagram earlier today. Um, at first, I didn't understand that, like, I didn't put together that pruning trees actually meant less shade. I, like, this is how 1% I am, Brian. I was like, oh, of course, because the laborers will get in the way of the strikers. Like, I literally had that thought. I was like, ah, I know what that's like. Some guy hedging my, you know, fucking <laughs> trimming my hedges, and I'm just trying to back out of the driveway. Jeez Louise. 
And I was, and then, and I was like, "Oh, they're actually getting rid of shade on like in a scorching hot day." You're worried about the help getting in the way. That was your fear. You're just like, "Oh, can you believe dealing with laborers while I'm striking?" Yeah. Hey, Miguel. Sorry. Um, your your leaves. If are you're not holding covering a my sign, picket sign, yeah. If you're not holding a sign, then you really don't belong here. Okay. This this actually reminds me of when you uh, were <laughs> catering a gig at a studio, and the strikers were not letting you go to your catering gig. <laughs> Um, we all 100% stand with the strikers. This is such a dick. <laughs> this is, I think, evil. This is like you're you're trying to. Well, get and since since I had that experience, actually, now um, there have been rules that have been like set forth at all of these different studios for the strikers, where it's like it, like within the un within the union, it's like coming from their leaders and stuff, being like, "Hey, if a car's trying to get into the lot, like, do not block the car." For a myriad of reasons, one of which being maybe they're just like fucking you yeah. and trying to serve some hors d'oeuvres yeah. on the lawn at the Sony lot. They got to play by some rules of engagement here. But when I read this, I'm like, it's such an appealing notion to just like burn it down, <laughs> like go into the studio as a group, just demand satisfaction. Oh, cause because they get all heat, heat angry. You're giving people heat stroke, you know, like this is dangerous now and, and yeah. just harmful. I thought you were saying it's cause heat makes people like pissed off and, and also it gets that dog in you going you know yeah so i mean well bees you know like in texas or hornets or whatever they'll just sting you if it's fucking hot out for, for no reason they will yeah. chase after you because they're ornery ass creatures yeah they don't have a function they're fun they're predators they're just tiny little predators yeah. looking for a good time did you see speaking of like a predatorial uh bee your instagram story no i'm just kidding <laughs> no no that wasn't the vibe today uh there's a ron perlman video did he see that oh so i saw that he had a video i did not see what it he responded to one of the studio heads who was it bob Iger that said he, he's um, kind of the, the that poster was, child right now for or well someone was or maybe it wasn't uh, common knowledge like who actually said it but he was like we we want to bleed them dry let them lose their houses Ron Perlman was like, I want you to know something. Like, I know where you live. And if you want to bleed us dry, we'll we'll bleed you dry back. Like, it was, like, so fucking Menacing. Intense. That's Menacing. Awesome. I mean, he's an intense dude. He is. He is. Um, and so I was like, yeah, that, that hornet's already hot, girl. It's been kicked. Yeah, that. He, Ron, Ron Perlman's looking to sting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw people like post a photo and they're like a real son of anarchy and I was like ooh I love that I didn't watch the video but oh was he on that show <laughs> yes he okay. was Julian cool. some might like, say his most famous role <laughs> okay yeah I was but sometimes like, it's hard to know where does Ron Perlman begin and his characters end you know he well he that's why he's that. such a good character totally actor. totally yeah yeah um, but that's that's because yeah I mean from the rhetoric of like we want to you know, uh, evict people. Basically we want people to lose their homes and now we're going to take away your shade. I'm like, could you be more cartoonishly right. evil? You are a villain with a long pencil mustache tying a damsel in distress to railroad tracks right now. <laughs> and you're doing it to yourself. Like yeah. you're, you are doing the bad guy stuff. Like, could you not, even rhetorically, be a little kinder. And I totally fell for that. I mean, it happened, but Fran Drescher was in Italy. Did you see that with Kim Kardashian for, like, some Dolce & Gabbana event? Like, the night before the strike was to oh, be announced? Oh, the night before the strike? That's and funny. everyone was, like, all up in arms. But that was, like, a c contracted obligation that she had. It sounded like a gig. It was a gig. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get it. We're, we're giggers yeah. ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, not for Dolce & Gabbana in Italy with Kim Kardashian, but it's on the vision board. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Apparently, all that news also was disseminated by um, Deadline, and uh, 
course, a bunch of media companies own Deadline. Mm -hmm. So it's just wild how they're trying like to the like witch hunt. so distrust through headlines and stuff. The, the Fran Drescher witch hunt. These are just like union busting tactics. We've read about this in history books and like the it's crazy how the, the platforms change. Now you use Instagram, you use social media right. to, to sow discontent. It used to be newspapers, you know, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just so it's it's just crooks, just a bunch of fucking mobsters, uh, trying to suppress like average people who just want like reasonable wages and you know benefits. Yeah, and Fran is actually killing it. I didn't vote for her. Mm. Uh, I remember as SAG president. As SAG president, who did you vote for? <laughs> Whoever her competitor. I, was. I don't see you voting against Fran Drescher in anything. Brian, it took every fiber of my body. But like the people that I that really informed in me about yeah. yeah, that the ins and outs were like, oh, she could be bought and but so far she's been amazing. Mm -hmm. And it maybe it helps that we have this like high profile union president. How could it not? You know? Right. It just Ronald I mean, Reagan was a great SAC president. Oh, was he? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I was know. like Fran Drescher, forty sixth president of the United but States. <laughs> But and I clearly, would vote for her. He was good enough to it. leverage that into a, an American presidency. Right. Know, well, for better or worse. And he was actually, yeah, pro-union when he was president of SAG. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Given yeah. that I know later Reagan, I'm like, no shit. He actually, like, got him bennies and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. By the way, Fran Drescher kind of looks like your mom. I thought yeah. about this earlier today, and That's I was like, fair. oh, I got to mention this to him. That's fair. You see it? Can we pull up a photo of my mom? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that'd be fucked up. He <laughs> just looked. Up. I know. I'd be like, what the fuck, Bogart, I think like one of her <laughs> photos from like top fifty women in Austin Tech will show up or something. That's cool. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. All right. So that was your first. Okay. Oral Ooh, you got two jewels. for me, huh? Two. Yeah. Well, we certainly have the time for it in this luxurious studio. No, I'm loving this so far. I just have to say, me I hope too. you guys are too, because we're having a lot of fun. So, World of Coin Jewels, second story. This one I think is more. <laughs> more more my tempo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and certainly less depressing in its own, although it does involve divorce, which is never nice. But a... Um, I'm not the child of divorce. No. So a singer... Oh. A singer divorces her devilishly handsome ghost after less than a year of marriage. A famous singer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a British singer. Her name is Brocarde. Could you uh, could you pull this up? Um, Brocarde? Yeah, B-R-O-C-A-R-D-E. I kind of want to see how much of, uh, like, if she's, <laughs> I hate to say if she's anyone. Because so we're all people. So she announced that she had broken up with her devilishly handsome boyfriend. Uh, she divorced. She was married to a ghost of a Victorian soldier. And she legally married this ghost? The legality of this marriage, I am, I'm not entirely sure of. Like, I don't know. She claims to have married him. Oh, fuck it, I'll just accept the cookies. I'm trying too carefully to, like, <laughs> not Accept the cookies, Brian. All right. Um, a singer who married what she claims was the ghost of a Victorian soldier said they are divorced less than a year. Um, she goes by Brocardi. She first met him when he burst into her bedroom on a dark and stormy night. Okay, a classic. classic. Yeah. 40-year-old from Oxfordshire said... Thank you for saying it right. Yeah, right. Um, we better get some streams in England for that. <laughs> so they announced that they, they married in a chapel on Halloween in 2022. She's a gothy girl, huh? She is. I will say, I totally understand the appeal in marrying a ghost. I'm incredibly nostalgic, Brian. I've told you, I lived in Belle Epoque, Paris, and I'm still fucking here, so riddle me that one, Batman. Um, and I love um, Breeze. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love the look of apparitions. Mm-hmm. I love feeling under a sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know what this ghost orientation is, but if he bursts up in my room, he may end up bursting up in me. <laughs> His name's Eduardo. He apparently has long hair. His um, name's Eduardo? Yeah. But he's from Oxfordshire? He, he's a Vic- well, he showed up in Oxfordshire. May, maybe he fought. I wonder where he's from and what brought him there. He fought from the Spanish, or I don't know, maybe in the Hundred Years' War or something. I'm always very impressed when a ghost could travel like across an ocean. I like how you're just kind of picking this up and running with it. You're just like, y'all marry a ghost? Fuck it. And like, how did he show up? You're just talking about the, like the logistics, not well, the fact that. I mean, I don't want to get hung up on the logistics of it because <laughs> you can't explain it. I can't explain it. Some shit just is like that. Okay. If so, You know how many saints candles I light every night, Brian? Can I put my pray to put God? my cynic hat on? Because if she's it, like it's already been on. Okay, honey. all right. Well, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. already done so, hers. I mean, like, if I'm playing the cynic here, I'd be like, Well, you're a gothic singer person who wants attention. And so you will like what do you have to lose by crafting a story about marrying a ghost? Well, that's why my question was like, did she just like call a call a press conference? Like it was in a chapel. So she called. Oh, I see. So it's like performance art of of sorts. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I'm just like over goth right now. Mm, just now. Even though I was a hot topic girl. No. Um. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo. That's not really goth though. That was pop punk. But you know what? That's what I was. I wasn't listening to The Cure. I was listening to Avril Lavigne. Yeah, she's you know? bringing goth back. I don't know. There was no that. pop punk though. Okay, fine. Pop punk. Because goth is like specific. Have you seen Hot Topic lately? No. It, does it look like H&M? It does. I'm not kidding. Wait, they got rid of like logoed stuff? Like I love like TV, shirts with Alf on it. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I think that kind of merch is still around. Okay. I think maybe some of their like, but now it's like like those pop dolls. And like, things like, like that. Like Funkos? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's more like that kind of merch. You know I'm an action figure guy. Uh-huh. You've known this about me since we were babies. So they, they adapted I'm not more. A, I'm not a Funko guy. They adapted more to your uh, adult sensibilities. Not Funko, though. Yeah, not Funko. Yeah. Yeah, Fine. I want, like, lifelike action figures. You don't like cartoony kind of action figures? Or not like- really. Like, not ones that, like, look... Like, especially because I like, like, human figures from, like, movies. They're <laughs> miniature <laughs> people I could put in dioramas and stuff. Barbie, no, uh, I, I Friday, know July 21st. <laughs> because I was about to say, I remember when we were kids, uh-huh. you had a figurine of the female pro wrestler Sable. <laughs> and I had a VHS of Sable called Sable we Unleashed. watched it. Sable Unleashed. It blew That my was, mind. like, our first, like... Remote circle jerk experience in our lives. <laughs> it was definitely like the first pseudo softcore <laughs> I ever saw. And I forget, you could like, I don't know, take off her shirt or something like that. Or you could like dress her and stuff. Like, or I, maybe. Or, or maybe they, but I also, for Christmas, once got a series of action figures that were like real porn performers. I remember when that, we were like teenagers. Jenna Jameson. I had a Jenna I, Jameson action and figure. And that one you could make naked. Yes. Okay. A full labia, everything. I'm I'm mixing up my adult-themed uh, action figures you played with as I, a kid. I think I still have them. You better. I hope I do. Where would I think be? I do. I have a closet full of all my old action figures in my parents' house. Because I remember when I... Like, <laughs> and that is the skeleton in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I remember when I came over, 
you know, you were just like, oh, look at this. I got this action figure. Like, Jen, like my my face flushed. My heart was beating. Oh, like, I just showed it to you without totally. any. Oh, yeah, Brian, you, that's just like, like borderline oh, look, harassment on my part. She's all naked now. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, she's naked. <laughs> uh, and she's miniature, and I can yeah, hold I it in my hand. And I was <laughs> like, I need to study this a little For bit. For once, I am the player. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, to be young. <laughs> everything. There was a first for everything, you know? There was. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know they made action figures that had nipples. They sure do. Good. And they should. <laughs> I think they should. We're body positive here. Yeah. Yeah. I was very positive about that body on the mini Jenna Jameson. <laughs> so. How did we even get here, Brian? What was the meandering because of what stone path you took me down in Oxfordshire? <laughs> I give <laughs> the stone path you took me down in Oxfordshire. The that sounds secret a, garden. That is a Jane Austen novel, is it not? The stone path in Oxfordshire. Yeah, totally. Um, we, I mean, it happened from Brocarde marrying Eduardo, who now, if yeah. we say, maybe if we say his name three times, will show up. Eduardo. <laughs> we were so quick Eduardo. to do it. Eduardo. Eduardo. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming through my butt. I am here. I don't know why I'm doing vampire I'm voice. Yeah. I'm from Ecuador. We'll see <laughs> how far we can just take this bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a good one, Brian. I see now why you thought that to be fertile ground on which my feet could shred. Good. Because good. that's, I mean, come on. She knows what she's doing when she does, when she, when she sells people that headline. Yeah, she, she does. We're, we're talking about it. I ain't listened to a lick of Adding white music. noise. Yeah. May you stand on the shoulders of giants, Julian. <laughs> Go ahead. Our yes. next segment of yes. the week. Mm-hmm. Is the gay item of the week? What is the gay item of the week? Well, Brian, you threw me off the first time you asked for this. So I like th- walked in with a fucking lampshade or something. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant a physical item. Yeah. But you meant a gay news item. Yeah. Uh, so now I bring both a yes, gay physical do. item and a gay news item. I sure do. Let's start with the gay physical item because we already been talking about it. Okay. The gay physical item of the week is a Barbie tip jar at my dispensary that sits alongside an Oppenheimer tip jar. That Barbie tip jar had more money. The gay physical item of the week is a Barbie tip jar at my dispensary that sits alongside an Oppenheimer tip jar. That Barbie tip jar had more money. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Because one is all like, give me money. And one's just like, death and destruction. It's <laughs> like, where are you going to give your dollars to? Um, you know, I, I Although if, dispensaries, like that's a pretty mixed bag of consumers. But I'll bet if you put that dispensary or if you put that tip jar in a dispensary in Seattle different results you think so because it's more like tech uh more tech well and just more dreary and they don't have the color pink in seattle so they're not as excited about barbie as much whereas barbie like barbie is like malibu barbie like that's that's like a a barbie type there's no malibu oppenheimer right um although this dispensary was like in the dregs of hollywood like almost under the 101 how much more money did the barbie side have? fuck i should have counted but you can't stick your hand in a tip jar no but in this economy you get (laughs) could you get your eye out a general was it like twice as much as the oppenheimer at least okay at least i could see the bottom of the jar (laughs) with oppenheimer (laughs) it was countdown to zero up in that bitch i love and you saw this this week yeah yesterday that's so when funny. I when I went to the stuff of did you some fresh little clock nugs. that and you were like yes and I put a single dollar or maybe two in the Barbie jar cool I mean Surprise. that is where your heart belongs I, don't you think totally yeah Barbie was one of your first obsessions if not the first yeah I had this baller beach house that I'm still trying to find on eBay really um yeah it was really cool did you like give it away as a kid or you know <sighs> who knows I mean you know I had thousands upon thousands of trinkets and thingamabobs like throughout all my years yeah. 
So some some are still in you storage. You are the Little Mermaid. You little princess. Gadgets and gizmos bitch. of plenty, honey. You fucking little fucking <laughs> you finally princess figured it out. bitch. I've always known, but now I'm calling I it what it is. I only came on land to collect shit. I know. So you could just take it back to the ocean with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You little bitch. I'm happy for you. It's a, And you know how my funeral is going to be a Viking funeral? It's all a ploy. Just as they shoot the arrow with fire on it, I'm going to roll out of the boat and go back to my natural self. Are they with like, like a big Santa bag of all the shit that I acquired so is, on is Earth? Is there like a spring in your coffin? So they shoot it with arrows. It starts <laughs> flaming. They're like, ah, oh, he shall burn now. And then like a spring launches you from the casket into the ocean. Well, I'd have a mermaid tail. Presumably I would slowly transition back and then you just roll out, roll out. Okay. I'm just, how do they get the body out of, your burning casket into the ocean to presumably be a mermaid for eternity. Well, I think I'd roll out before the arrow landed on the boat. <laughs> so the arrow. Come on, Brian. The you are not in charge of my funeral planning. <laughs> I know what song to play at least. Uh, Pink Thank Pony you. Club. Yeah. You're right. So I do. <laughs> I should know. I have some hand in the plan. Chappelle Roan. I don't know. Yeah. Chappelle, whatever. Pink Pony Club, everybody. But but I'm just okay. Logistically, someone shoots a flaming arrow. It's midair. While it's midair, before it's mermaids the are fast and and. and <laughs> You could transition back. I just want to know that this is a mid-air ejection that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you keep saying ejection. You just roll off the boat. Well, ejection just means, like, leaving a place that you were in. Right? Okay, so sure, sure. I'm not I'm not saying, like, a... Uh, Ejected. Yeah, like a pilot ejecting out of a plane. Like, okay. a parachute comes <laughs> okay, out of a plane. Okay. But, like, from the moment you're ejected from this, yeah. or, you know, a gracefully plop out of the yeah. fucking casket... And if you look closely, you may see the boat rock just a little bit before that flaming arrow reaches it. That's me rolling out and of the people boat. People say that she haunts that same <laughs> spot every night at midnight. You can hear the sound. Um, well, okay. I'm getting more visuals for your funeral here. <laughs> um, so that's the gay physical out of the week. <laughs> it's the Barbie jar. Great. It's the Barbie jar. Um, Dude, this is the new story. The Barbie Oppenheimer thing is that it just, it's a new story that w doesn't stop giving. It's like every day something has yeah. something new to post. I think we need it. it. <laughs> yeah, a fucking That was my least favorite thing about the Trump years is there was no <laughs> there was no Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you had a Barbie movie while he was in office. I could have been had for another four years. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Yeah, I... Uh, Okay, what was your next <laughs> So the gay news item, I actually have two. I feel like we could kind of like run train on both of these. Oh, yeah, what I was going to say was just like, I feel like the Barbie Oppenheimer thing is like our, this summer's Johnny Depp Amber, or uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard <laughs> Okay, <trial. Yeah. laughs> only without <laughs> bruises and shit. It's the Well, it's the same like sick entertainment that everyone's centering in on, um, which presumably more innocent. <laughs> yeah. Even though Barbie's map, so Taiwan. Or yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you want to get into this shit, bitch? How I told how, you I don't want to get geopolitical. How, how Barbie's simping for the CCP? Whatever. We don't have to talk what about What a this. reach. Also, what do you call that line, that dash line that shows like a disputed territory? and? Well, these are internationally recognized uh, borders. But they call so, it an eight dash line, right? I don't know the or exact nomenclature for this. Well, there weren't actually eight dashes on the Barbie map, and she's fucking Barbie. They're called like... It's enough for Vietnam to ban it. We don't have to talk about it. I well, in Indiana Jones, you see the little dots. That means he's just moving around. Like, it's just like... And that's what they meant. Well, I don't know what the map It is. was so obviously yeah. just like production design to look wacky. Let's see. Let's I'm see. not I'm trying to There defend. are no accidents, toots. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I guess yeah. not with like a multi-million dollar global property like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are no accidents. I think saying. this w was just a cute little map that everyone yeah, yeah, thought yeah, was sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I, I'm never an apologist for China, but I guess. <laughs> but here I am. But here sipping. I am sipping for China. Sipping, baby. All right. So um, this next story brought to you by TikTok. Well, <laughs> that's funny. Um, so I have two, as I said. So the first, did you hear that Rocky, Ricky Martin cheated on his husband? Uh, no, Joseph? but I've heard he's a dog. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, with a, with a porn star, that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, just good old fashioned, just a dirty affair. Like, yeah. Just a dirty affair with dirty people. Not like porn stars are dirty, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's like. Ricky's a casting couch dog, cheating on When he's his. probably gay for pay. So I'm like, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Ricky. He's yeah. not going to love you, baby. <laughs> you can't love you the way I love you. Also, it's funny because like, he played that character in the assassination of uh, Versace. Oh, really? Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. He played like Versace's boyfriend, you know, like his partner. and uh, but, but he was always like, you know, uh, like a flanderer. And, you know, Versace just, was. Well, I think they both. Or the but, oh, but, but, I see. He was clearly was. just like yeah, and and uh, Penelope Cruz playing Donatella had just this great line that always resonated. She was with great me. in that. She was, but she said like, "My brother has a weakness for beauty. He forgives it everything," which like that always resonated Same with sis. me. I, I know. I think we all do. Um, that's why hot people don't have to work. We just give them money. Yeah. But I also think it's naive to like be a famous gay couple and be monogamous. Like, mm. it's already. A delusion to think you could do that if you're not famous. Maybe they had terms, but something about how this affair happened kind of violated certain terms. Yeah, you maybe. Anyway, because, because there are times where like an affair gets exposed, and I'm just like, I know they've been fucking other people. Why is it this one that we're talking about? Maybe like you got caught or something, or well, and the, <laughs> the porn star had a big dick, Brian. <clears throat> is it one that you? I do? literally had something stuck in my throat. <laughs> just thinking about that big old dick. <laughs> my glottal stop. Just yeah. really. Uh, just I started salivating out there. <laughs> so that may be why he's like, we are done, Ricky. Well, I don't know why he, <laughs> he's like, it's too big, Ricky. I can't feel anything going inside you. So, <laughs> so was this a porn star that you knew? No, actually. Mm. No. <laughs> you sound and I know so many. <laughs> I know so many. I've been meaning to keep a list of some of my favorite so porn stars. You just I just think it'd be like an interesting index to have. That's funny. And sometimes if you're like, oh, who do I look up? Like you just go to your list. Go to your index. Like, oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's good. He's yeah. funky. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the bigger news item mm -hmm. is, and this but is that wasn't it. Well, that's global. This is local. <laughs> okay. This is like local cheese man. Although this institution might as well be global. It's such a name. The Abbey, iconic West Hollywood gay nightclub, is up for sale. Wow. I figured that would surprise you. This is a global institution because the Abbey's nationally, if not internationally known. It is. I wonder if it's a franchise. It's, mm, I don't know myself. I bet there's like one in like Vegas or San Diego but or it's, something. It's the, uh, whenever you talk about. Gay bars in West Hollywood, the first one everyone brings up is the Abbey. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never it, been there at night. I actually only once, but it was lesbian night. I've heard it referenced in TV shows, like pop culture, yeah. stand-up. Yeah, I, I feel that. like there have been reality shows that they filmed, like, that it was I, like Vanderpump Rules, but for the Abbey. Bitch, I've been to the Abbey at night. Wow. During, during drag night. This was years ago. Wow. I was with uh, my buddy Arthur. When I was visiting, I was still living in Austin at the time. I don't know if I've been to the Abbey. Like, Did they I'm behave there. themselves, Brian? Or were you harangued? No, no, no. Um, see, Bewitched. this is no, no, no. I, I, I'll get harangued if Beleaguered. I go to any gay bar that's not in L.A. In L.A., everyone else is too hot that they don't want to pay attention to me. <laughs> uh, once again, I go to a gay bar in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, all eyes on me, baby. But uh, yeah, in West in West Hollywood, it's actually quite nice to fly under the radar. <laughs> it's really good nice. for you, yeah. Brian. That's the same way straight women go there. Yeah, exactly. Just to fly under the radar. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I was pretty shocked at that. And it's just kind of dispiriting. I mean, West Hollywood's already been like prohibitively expensive, mm -hmm. but it was an institution. 
But you know I'm an Akbar girl over mm-hmm. in Silver Lake. Thank God they've been able to weather COVID and everything. The- like that was like a huge community effort to keep them keep them there yeah and abby like for sale too like it's not that the abby doesn't make money so i'm just like you know whoever owns it just has like some isn't gay (laughs) or just commercial interests that are like kind of beyond being a gay club yeah it's just sad because you know it's going to be like some weird modern apartment with like glass like floor to ceiling (laughs) windows that is like two stories too big for west hollywood it'll be yeah and like the abbey like is like brick which is always kind of an anomaly to me in Mm -hmm. los angeles Mm -hmm. like red brick yeah you know, I think it's like a cool looking like building and kind of how it stands out. And that, maybe that's why it's iconic because it does right. stick out compared to the rest of the architecture. Yeah. And to me, it's symbolic like that. That really does show how commodified like West Hollywood has become like and pride by extension. I mean, we've talked about all of this. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of like another uh, proof of po- like point of proof yeah. uh, of the direction that like just commercialism of not just like gay culture, but like, I don't know, man, I'm just sick of it all. And Los Angeles, like, in general, yeah. is just, mm-hmm. I drive by everything, and it's for sale or for lease. Yeah. It's super, like, hellscape. So, everyone, we're going to get, we're going to put all of our money together. We're going to, I don't know if we're going to buy the Abbey. We're <laughs> We've buying got something. one week to save this farm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to put on the best talent show ever to save the community center. Uh, we're going to get a Guantanamo Bay's uh, fund, you know, just, like, a, a fund going, and just use it to throw money at. Uh, whatever our problems are. Yeah. But then and you guys are along for the ride. Yes. Our Spotify <laughs> subscribers. Yes. And this kind of, this is a perfect closed circle. Cause okay. Def noodles is like, I'd say relatively new. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah as, as a club. Yeah. So how amazing is that? And how heartening is that? Um, so everyone come to Def Noodles too. That's that is the point of this episode. Like come support like local businesses that are exciting that build community this is so that place. I'm so, and I, like, I, I've been telling people this, and I'm not just saying this because the fucking owner's listening in and producing <laughs> our episode, but I mean this, like, there's there's a reason why. I think Hollywood in general needed a club, uh, like a place for open mics. Um, that was like on Sunset, you know, kind of like by the Strip, which right. ha- has been missing. There used to be like Sycamore Tavern, which like my place is right next to, but that closed down during COVID. Mm. They had a regular open mic. Um, so it's just cool to see like, you know, a comedy club spring up. That's like, I hate to like be so selfish about it, but I'm like walking distance from me now. And, uh, and you know, they're putting on great shows and they have the studio space and they're making the most out of it. So I'm just really happy to be here. And that I feel to. like life finds a way. Life found a way, motherfucker. On and we, sunset. We did it. We did the damn thing. What a wonderful first episode here. Yeah, same here. We're so happy to be here. Uh, thanks for having us from the Guantanamo Bay's podcast. I'm Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Goza. Thank you. And hasta luego. Nos vemos.